Good evening, folks. Um, John Day here with the Weekday Bugle. I know it has been um, more than a few weeks um, since you all have heard from me. So I haven't been on here since September the 8th, since the Queen passed away. It's been a while. I've been busy with school and whatnot. Um, I haven't been active on here as of late. Um, but as you guys know, um, a lot has happened in the past couple of weeks. It's actually more than, I should say, about a month and a half, maybe two months almost, that I haven't been on here. Um, but, as you folks know, um, Trump has announced his 2024 bid for the White House. Very excited about that. Very interesting. And I haven't seen Ron DeSantis come out yet, which I wouldn't expect him to. Because he's got he he literally just won his bid for, well he just won re-election in Florida of course and Marco Rubio Center Marco Rubio's back, good good job for him. So for those who say that Ron should replace Trump, I I mean it's a good idea, but for some folks who are saying that he should replace Trump now. On that, I do think that, yes, we do need a younger leader in the GOP, and we should perhaps be ready to move past Trump. But I do feel like Trump's got a lot of swing, and he seems like he's he's been taking a lot of bullets. Think about it. He's been taking a lot of bullets for us. He really has. Now, what do I think that his attack on Ron DeSantis and my governor, Glenn Youngkin, was a little unhinged? Yes, I do. And have I said before that there's things that Trump has said that I don't like? Of course. Like what he said about John McCain a couple of years ago. Um, let's see. Can I think of anything else? General Powell when he died. Yeah, I remember that. Um, didn't like that. But did I still support him? Yeah, because who else is there to support? You got rhinos, Democrats. So you got... It's, it's us and then you got the deep state. So... I don't know who else to support. And then, of course, you can hear some figures out there saying that Ron DeSantis is nothing but a ploy by the left to try and distract us from Trump and trying to break up the party. Now, am I concerned about that? Of course I am. But do I think that Ron DeSantis is, um, is intentionally serving as a Democrat operative? Of course not. He's anything but a Democrat operative. But, do I, but just like the Democrats used COVID as an excuse to try and control us, which... Mind you, COVID, yes, it was a serious big deal, but at the same time, it was being exploited by the Democrats in the deep state to try and take out Trump. Now, I think had COVID not happened, I do think that Trump may have been more successful, and I do think that had COVID not happened, Trump would have still been president at this point because I think COVID really did slow Trump down a lot, and it did bring and it did help Trump bring about his downfall. But he's he has come, but. The, the great MAGA king has returned, and he is coming back for another 2024 run for the White House, uh, for another run for the White House, a third time. And he would be, he would, he would join Grover Cleveland in seeking a third term after losing an election. So he would, so he would, if, if he wins in 2024, it would be him and Grover Cleveland that have, that have, Ran once, lost a second time, and run again, and ran again. Third consecutive term. So, 
that will be very interesting. This is going to be a very historic win if he does wind up winning in 2024, which we've got a long, we got a couple of months. we got a long while. Got, we're about to go in 2023 here in a few weeks. It's going to be very interesting. Um, I, will, I, won't, I wouldn't expect anybody to announce their candidacy for probably, if anything, in probably like over the spring, we'll see maybe, maybe Ron DeSantis will come out and announce his run. I don't know. Now, if Ron DeSantis runs, I might throw my support behind him, but I'm probably going to stick with Trump for now since he's already on the trail. Y'all already know, y'all know where I'm at on all this. And so it seems like, and yeah, Trump is, Trump and Merrick Garland, they're once again um, dominating the news coverage. Um, And as you all know, if you've been on the news today, you know that uh, the Supreme Court uh, denied Trump's request to hide, to, to hide his tax returns, which you know the Democrats and the media and the deep state, they've been getting on Trump about all of his tax returns. Well, what about Biden's tax, tax returns or Hunter Biden? But Hunter Biden and Sleepy Joe, they're about to get a swing um, from the House GOP um, because, as you all know, the midterms, yes, the red wave did not necessarily get here, but we did. We did take back the house. The house is ours, but only by a slim margin. And, of course, the Democrats have managed to hold the Senate, and they've still got one seat pending that they need to take, that the Democrats, if they want to commit, which, if the Democrats want to have a bigger margin in the Senate, they're going to need to take one more seat. That would be Georgia. I, I'm not sure about any others, but I do know that John Fetterman won Pennsylvania. That's a win for the Democrats. I cannot believe the people of Pennsylvania elected John Fetterman over Oz. Now, do I think that Trump should have chosen better candidates? I shared the same thought as my my girlfriend. Um, does, um, at, I, I share the same opinion that she does. I do think that Trump should have picked better candidates. I do think that Dr. Oz kind of didn't really fit in with some nagging candidates because number one, he's he's um, soft on abortion. You know he takes the the middle the midline stance. He takes the midline stance and you know he he's pro abortion. He's a pro abortion maga guy, which you don't see that a lot on our on our side. But I do think that in a state where you got it, where I think Pennsylvania was a purple state. I think. You got, you know, red on one end, purple, and blue on the other end. kind of mixes and makes purple, right? Um, so, I do think that Dr. Oz had to do that because he was in a purple state, right? And maybe Ron DeSantis should have done the same thing and said, I'm, I'll, I'll allow some exceptions, which I think this is a strategy that Republicans need, need to do is to take the more moderate stance on abortion and not really be all, all, all for it or against it. They should be in the middle. If they that 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 is a winning strategy, not going all out saying I'm not allowing any exceptions, including for rape and incest, or even if the mother's dying, I'm still not going to let you get an abortion. I don't think that's the right stance, in my opinion. My personal opinion on abortion, I think it should be allowed in cases of rape or the mother is in danger of losing her life with the child because of the child. Now. But of course, that's not my decision to make because I'm, 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 because, well, apparently men can get pregnant these days. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's not my choice. But in my personal opinion, 
yeah, they should be allowed to have an abortion in those circumstances. But other circumstances, I think not. Now, I've got plenty of folks out there that'll disagree with me, including some of those close to me and friends and yeah. But um but I just still cannot believe that they elected John Fetterman, who is clearly not capable of serving as a senator. At least not for the time being anyway. You know, the stroke really messed him up. He could have I'm certain that had he not had the stroke, he would have done a lot better. But yeah, he did win, unfortunately. But you know, all things all things considered, I hope he feel I hope he's getting better. I really do. But based on some of the pictures and the vids I've seen of Fetterman and his wife lately, it seems like his wife is taking charge of his Senate of his Senate win. Um, it seems like his wife seems to be taking charge. It seems like Fetterman's just there to walk around and be the big the elephant in the room. And it seems like Fetterman is just walking around like a dog on a leash. And it seems like his wife is, you know, leading him everywhere. It's kinda like it's kind of like a younger version of uh, Biden and Jill. <laughs> it's kind of, it's really, it's really sad. But what do I have to say for the people of Pennsylvania? What I have to say here is it's, it really is all ogre with Fetterman in office. You know, it was a joke when after he won, and all over Instagram and Facebook there were these jokes going around saying because that said that John Fetterman looks like, looks like Gru, or some of them say that he look that he looks like. Uh, the Shrek, that it looks like Shrek, <laughs> and everyone, and some guy said, it's all ogre, which is, you know, it's a, it's a, me it's a joke from a meme on the internet, it's so funny, so I started, I kept making that joke all throughout the campaign, and after he won, but I do think that Trump should have picked better candidates and thought, and there's some rumors going around, and I think they're confirmed, I think it's true, I don't think it's rumors no more, I think it's fact now, that Trump had raised all of this money and Trump did not give out the money um, to some of the candidates who needed it most, like, you know, Doug Mastriano um, out in Pennsylvania. I think he was running out, out in Pennsylvania for governor, I think. And then, of course, you know, you got General Don Bulldog up there and I think it was Connecticut. Maybe it was New Hampshire. I don't know. I forget what state he was running in. But there were candidates who needed money for their campaigns, and Trump had given it to some of the candidates who, had, who turns out, they failed in their campaign. They lost their races. And Trump seems to have kept, um, kept a lot of money for himself and didn't give out enough money to the candidates who needed it most. And so a lot of people are upset about that. And that's why he's got such a shift towards Ron DeSantis and getting away, and people are trying to get away from Trump because he seems to have mismanaged his money and kept the money for himself, most of it anyway, and didn't fail failed to give the candidates who needed the most support their the, the cash that they needed. So all of that fundraising only for Trump to divert the money to people who didn't need the money. And failed to support the ones who needed their, who needed, who were counting on his support to win. So you got Trump taps you on the shoulders like, "Here, I'm here for you. I got your back." And you raise all this money, and you only give him a small, you only give him a handful of money, and you run off with a whole bag full of money for yourself, and you run on back down to Florida and put it in the Mar-a-Lago, and you just sit on top of all this money. It's all gold, and you know all this money coming from us 
who gets sent emails, texts, and all that stuff saying, we need your help to fight the radical left, blah, blah, blah. And you put it, you put in your information and all that stuff, you give them money, and, you know, you just got scammed. Because Trump's, you don't know where the money's going. You know, that's the kind of deal with the fundraising, all that stuff coming from Trump, is you never know what the money's going to wind up. It might wind up in, it might wind up in the Mar-a-Lago, sitting in the Mar-a-Lago, or sitting in, Trump, in Trump's bank account. Or it could, you know, get sent off to a campaign where it needs to be. Or, better better yet, in your own wallet, where it belongs. But, I digress. But yeah, uh, the Supreme Court seems to have um, blocked Trump from hiding his taxes. So, it's, but which, and do I think this is going to hurt Trump at all? No, it's not going to hurt Trump because the Democrats are about to lose power anyway within a couple of weeks. Congress, the new Congress is going to get sworn in in January, so the Democrats, they don't even have time to uh, make a big kerfuffle over Trump's tax returns. They don't have anything to talk about. They've got nothing, but they've got nothing, they've only got to defend a really bad record that they've got right now. So, do you, do, I don't think anyone really cares about Trump's tax returns right now. The, the things that are getting talked about right now are the, the aftermath of the midterms, 2024 is getting talked about. And then, of course, the new Congress is coming in, and now everyone's talking about Hunter Biden um, getting uh, investigated for his dealings. So right now we've got um, the the potential impeachment of Mayorkas because Mayorkas, uh, the DHS secretary, he's getting fired. He 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 might either get fired. He's being called on to step down by Kevin McCarthy, or be impeached. And he defiantly stands up. He defiantly puts out a statement. Uh, through the uh, Department of Homeland Security, he he uh, he see, he puts out that statement um, and defiantly says that everything is getting done the way it needs to be done and that we're not going to change anything. That the border is secure, which is the which is once again this is like the hundredth time that he's said this and it's a lie. And Kevin McCarthy, this is right after Kevin McCarthy and the the congressional delegation from the Republican Party went down to El Paso over the over the weekend. And surveyed the border, and clearly, and they watched with their own eyes thousands of illegal aliens running across the the, the Rio Grande, and all, you got all these illegal immigrants that are running across the Rio Grande, and they even gave food to these illegal immigrants, and they had uh, thanks they had they ate some Thanksgiving uh, they ate a Thanksgiving meal with the border patrol, and you know they were talking about how bad things are, and. How Mayorkas is treating the Border Patrol like trash and is treating them like they're racist and treating and treating them like they're being racist towards them towards the migrants coming across the border, and you know how they're being prevented from doing their job. They can't, you know, they can't deport the illegal immigrants because it's apparently racist to deport them nowadays, and you know, and they're just being forced to let them into the country and you know take them to these airports, you know, the catch and release, which. They re, which stay in Mexico was uh, reinstated, but now they're, you know, that now they're they're still letting illegal immigrants come across the border, you know, and they're just throwing them wherever they can. And now that they lost the Democrats lost the midterms, now that they've lost the House, they're freaking out because now they're about to lose all of their congressional power. Because if you introduce a bill, it's got to go through the House first. As at this point, the Republicans are going to strike down whatever the Democrats try and pass. So they're freaking out, struggling, because they know they're about to lose their congr- their congressional authority, and Nancy Pelosi's gone. So now they're pretty much powerless to do anything. Now they got these this this new guy coming out. I forget what his name is, Hakeem Jeffries, I think, 
is going to replace Pelosi. And it's kind of, and he's only going to have a really short tenure anyway because he's only got a couple of weeks till he's got to go and become minority leader. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he's going to be speaker for only a couple of weeks and then McCarthy's going to get sworn in. But, I mean, you know, it's crazy, you know, all these illegal aliens coming across the border and the the Department of Homeland Security won't do anything about it. So, yeah, that's what people are worried about right now. People aren't really, people aren't worried about the Dobbs decision or anything like that. People are worried about this stuff right now. And in the coming months, I think, yeah, Joe Biden could get impeached. Very well could be. But the problem with that is, you know, of course, everyone's saying we need to impeach uh, Joe Biden and Mayorkas. But the problem is, is Biden is going to get replaced by Kamala Harris. Would you like to see her as president of the United States? Would you like to see her overseeing Biden's duties? Even though she's younger, but clearly, but clearly she's got the, she seems like she's got the mind of a, of a kindergarten, of, of an elementary school teacher, not the mind of a person who has spent public office. And then, Next thing you know, Kamala, impeach Kamala Harris is going to be trending on Twitter. You know, and it's like, well, we just impeached the last guy, so we created this disaster. Even though we're trying to fix a disaster, but we created another one by putting hair, by having Harris become the president. Because that's what's going to happen. You can't impeach, it's not like you can't, you gotta, it, it's not going to work if you impeach Biden. Because if you impeach Joe, they're going to put Kamala Harris in there because that's how the system works. And if Harris gets impeached, then Hakeem Jeffries is going to get slapped, put on the spot as the president. And we're going to be stuck with these guys. We're going to be stuck with these people until we get to 2024. So are you going to be creating a better, is it, are you going to be making a, the situation better or worse? I mean, do I think that we need pe a different person in there right now? Of course we do. But... Some of these people who are saying that, oh, well, John F. Kennedy Jr. is going to come back from the dead and Trump and reinstate President Trump. It's not going to happen, guys. I'm sorry that these conspiracies aren't going to come true because John F., because Kennedy Jr. is not going to come back from the dead and put Trump back in the White House. It's not going to happen. It's just not because we have to wait until 2024. And I'm sorry I got to say this, but it's not. But. You know this all this mess about John like JFK Jr. coming back from the dead to try and reinstate Trump, and by you know the storm that Trump's gonna magically come out of nowhere and become president and lock up the deep state, it's not gonna happen like that. You gotta have you gotta go through the presidential race, which step one Trump's already running. So he's already out on campaign already. He's already out on campaign. He's got a whole war chest. Which, I'm still upset at him for not using that war chest to fund his candidates that needed the money most. But am I still going to throw my support behind Trump for now? Yeah, for now. If DeSantis throws his hat in the ring, which I, I'm, I don't know if he's going to do it or not, but I think, my opinion, I think he should stay, stay in Florida for now. And once his term's up, and maybe if Trump... Uh, wins the race now that would be amazing I would love to see that another four years of Trump I would love to see it 
we had that little crappy interval with Joe, but hey, man, we got Trump now. You know, that would be great to say that, right? It'd be great to wake up in the morning and see Trump as my president again, you know? And once his term's up, then Ron DeSantis can get a shot. And if he wins, we're going to have, and which, of course, we're probably going to lose control of Congress at some point throughout then. But hey, man, Ron DeSantis and Tom Perez for 2028, I would love to see that. That would be great. I would love to see Ron. But for now, I think we should stick with Trump. Now, could Glenn Youngkin come in? I don't know if Glenn Youngkin's got the clout for it. Now, I would like to see Youngkin go in. That'd be cool. But for now, he's our governor and we need him. And I don't know if he's gonna be if he's gonna be our guy because he's got a, he's got some. Let's just say he's got some guns pointing to his head right now because he's got a lot of pressure going on from the um, from the House of Delegates and all kinds of mess going on with him. Of course, the usual as usual, Virginia we have a pretty deep blue population in this state, <laughs> you know. And the Democrats they they they've got a lot of ground here in Virginia. Now out in the rules, out in the sticks where we live. Yeah, plenty of Republicans, every, plenty, plenty of conservatives everywhere. But the, as usual, the school boards are run by a bunch of woke liberals. You know, and you can you can probably tell if you go into the curriculum, you can see a lot of you can see the evidence. But you know, let's just call it my let's just call it minority rule, okay? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Glenn Youngkin in here in Virginia, he may have won the governorship and we may have won the governor's mansion in Richmond, but the, as for the state of Virginia, it's still very blue up north. And you know, down here you got small little blue pockets every now and then, but you got a lot of red, you know, especially in our area too. But I think honestly, Trump and Ryan DeSantis are definitely the two contenders for 2024 that have a, have a chance of beating Joe for sure, but I think Ron I think Ron DeSantis now he does sound like a great candidate and he probably is he's a great candidate he's doing a wonderful job in Florida he's truly I, I wish he would come up to Virginia and be our governor because oh man the left would be going the left would be going absolutely they would be on having a nuclear meltdown oh and speaking of nuclear meltdowns uh, Trump got reinstated on Twitter. By Elon Musk, yes, the man, the myth, the legend, Donald Trump is back on Twitter. He hasn't said anything yet, not that I've seen anyway. Let me see, has Trump said anything? Oh, Elon Musk has just tweeted something. All public holders of Twitter were allowed to roll their stock into Twitter as a private company, but he did not do so. Your reporting made it falsely sound like he did when affecting on zero percent for the last time. How much of you? Does SBF own? Still dodging the question. Oh, he was replying to a tweet from Ben Smith, whoever that might be. Don't know who Ben Smith is. Anyway, let's see. God, this one. Everyone's been talking about Trump on Twitter lately. People just the left has gone into a nuclear meltdown mode over Donald Trump coming back to Twitter. It's hilarious seeing the outrage from the libs. <laughs> I would love to give me a cup right now and drink drink me some liberal tears, man. But yeah, man, being on Twitter, it's a nightmare. I mean, if if you're a celebrity, it's probably no big deal. But when you're just a noob like me, and you say something, you say one thing on Twitter, 
the the mob just comes after you. They just coll- they just collapse on your your words like collapse on top of you, and then everybody just comes to, you know, you're evil, <laughs> and all this mess is that in the third. But yeah, Twitter is definitely not a fun place for conservatives, really. I mean, but e- even with Musk in there, it's still a cesspool of left wingers everywhere. I'm telling you. But, you know, you can't say one thing on there without the whole mob coming after you. Which, one thing that I find weird about Twitter is if you follow a bunch of Democrats and liberals on Twitter and you go into their Twitter threads, the people commenting on their tweets, the people tweeting about them, you see a lot of conservatives and Trump supporters in there. But whenever you follow a Republican or if you follow Donald Trump and you go into his Twitter thread, you see a lot of Democrats screaming and yelling at Trump. Oh, you're evil, racist, misogynistic, white man, cis dude, and all this, that, and the third. You know, it's weird, because you see it's like the opposite. But as of late, you know, after Trump got reinstated, you can go on to his uh, tweets that he, you know, tweeted, you know, before he got banned. You see a lot of Trump supporters actually in there, but then you got this one annoying dude called Honest Sports Takes on Twitter. Trump is a danger to America and to the world. He is the leader of racism and bigotry in America. Biden needs to ban... What does the bar mean? I think he meant ban. Biden needs to ban him from running and imprison him for the crime of racism. Oh my God. This guy is an idiot. Only when Trump and his supporters are in jail will the world be safe. Oh wow. This is hilarious. So, can you define the crime of racism for me? Is that where's the, what's the legal definition of racism, guys? I don't think there is a legal definition for that. It's just another. I'm telling you, the liberals are crazy. The, see, people just use racism these days as a buzzword for anything that I don't like to hear from your mouth. Pretty much, it's just become a buzzword. Oh, and then someone responded to him saying, I don't see him as being racist or bigoted, and I am a minority non-white person. This is quite funny. That's funny. That's, wow. Yeah, look at these people. We got this, uh, seems like a British guy here. The orange man is back. Trump back, baby. And then he's got a video, he's got a gif of Trump dancing a YNCA. That's funny. Freedom returns to Twitter. Welcome to President Trump in Colombia. We admire him. Look at that. So you've got you got all this mess back in twenty back in twenty sixteen about oh Trump hates Mexicans. He doesn't like South America. He doesn't like Hispanics and Latinos. He thinks they're all criminals. And then you got people from Colombia saying we love President Trump. You got a Brazilian saying we love Trump. We want him back in the White House. And you've got people from all over the world. You got. Even a few actual Africans want Trump back. Wow. And then you see African-American, some African-American counterparts over here who don't like him at all, some of them. And then you get you go over to Africa itself and you see quite a few people who seem to at least have some sympathy for Trump. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, they prefer to be over there with Vladimir Putin and side with the Russians instead of siding with the West. But they would like to see Trump back. But then you've got some of these uh, deep blue cities over here in America who 
um, are full of people who cannot stand Trump. But then you go over to Africa itself where they get so much praise. Africa is such a wonderful place. But then you go over there and, you know, it's not all that, it's not all that great. I mean, it's pretty beautiful deserts and jungle, jungles look nice. Um, but you, and then you've got the folks over the world leaders over there in Africa. Some of those African world leaders, they seem to have a preference for Trump over, over the liberals and the progressives, even though these African leaders themselves arose from communist um, revolutions being supported by the Soviets or whatnot. But back in the 80s and throughout the Cold War, they were supported by the Soviet Union and China, which, uh, and to this very day, Russia still has tentacles. There are tentacles extending out into Africa to this day, trying to counter our influence there. Um, but some of those African leaders, they want Trump back in office. Wonder why. They're pretty curious. But yeah, a lot of outrage on Twitter lately over Trump coming back. So bad that CBS, that CBS um, actually can't actually went off of Twitter for the whole weekend because of Trump getting reinstated. They didn't state that. They said, well, I think, let me, let me see if I can find the tweet. CBS News, they went off of Twitter uh, a few days ago. Oh, they tweet like they tweet a lot. Come on, it's gonna take a while for me to go back the past couple of days. All they're talking about is Trump on CBS. They will not shut up. Oh, by the way, they also confirmed the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is crazy. Cause and oh, and they also said they actually went out and confirmed the ten percent for the big guy. They actually had the laptop on CBS on live TV, and they confirmed what we've all known for years. And they kept saying that it's not true. It's fake. That the laptop is Russian disinformation. It's a campaign being waged by by Vladimir Putin to try and misinform the American people. Blah blah blah. And they actually confirmed the Hunter Biden laptop that it was real the whole time. And they they even had the laptop. They had some ex some so called experts come out and confirm that the laptop is real. They even looked at the emails. They found an email stating 10% for the big guy. It's it's quite crazy. It's, it's nuts. And they've confirmed it. Two years later. It's just nuts. Over two years later. And they wanted to hide it because of an election. They say that. A lot of people say that. Had the Hunter Biden laptop uh, story not been censored. That. It would have changed the outcome of the election. That Trump would have won. Probably. And of course. If you cut out COVID. And you include the. And you don't censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. The whole entire election could have been changed. In favor of Trump. And we would have had better. We would have had great. Our gas prices would have been low. Russia 
probably would not have invaded Ukraine. We wouldn't be having this crap going on right now with Turkey, which as of right now, it sounds like Turkey is about to invade parts of Syria um, on the border of Turkey um, to try and take out um, the Cur- um, the Kurds, which um, we su- they supported us in our fight against ISIS. And now they're about to attack U.S. allies in in in, in Syria that are actually out there fighting bomb. But she um the 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 Syrian dictator um Assad, which that's been going on for a while, and the Russians have been supporting um Assad, um, fight against so-called terrorists and which are I think are the Kurd are Kurdish allies over there that are fighting against um Assad. And now you've got the Turks are having tensions going on, and they've been actually firing missiles um, at, at, the, at the Kurds um, lately. So now we've got a conflict going on over there, and China just flew drones over Washington, D.C. today. Yeah, spy, Chinese spy drones have been flying, like over 30 of them have been flying over Washington, D.C. and in restricted airspace, uh, capturing data, and probably sending it back to Beijing for... Um, for the Chinese, uh, from, from, for Xi Jinping to look at in Beijing. So, our, all of our enemies are on the move. Iran's on the verge of getting, a, of, of getting their nukes that they wanted so badly. North Korea is firing nukes. Russia invaded Ukraine. And they're still doing very, uh, they're still, it's, it's, a, it's a complete disaster over in Ukraine right now. It's, just, it's a disaster for the Russians. It's not going too well. And I even heard that the Russians are running out of missiles, that they're, they, there was actually a number that they said that the Russians have have enough missiles for like three more massive attacks. That's it. They said after that they're probably gonna they're, they're gonna run out of missiles and they're not gonna have any more to keep firing at Ukraine. If that happens, they might as well just pull out of Ukraine because all they're gonna have left is manpower. Which after that it could get pretty scary because then after that maybe Vladimir Putin could um let kind of unleash all of the Russian soldiers and let them run out. Which I don't understand why he didn't do that at the very beginning because had Putin done that, Ukraine would have been annihilated, I'm telling you. Because, look, at the beginning of the war, I thought Ukraine was screwed because I thought that all of the Russian soldiers and all of the Russian Federation, I thought that they would have let all their soldiers come rushing at them. Only, But, it, but instead, they had less than half a million soldiers in Ukraine. About three hundred thousand Russian soldiers went into Ukraine, and then none of them. And they couldn't do that. And then, of course, Putin drafted thirty thousand, thirty thousand conscripts in the past two, three months. Thirty thousand, and they, I think, they actually surpassed it. And I think they're done with their um, draft right now. They're, of course, they, of course, Russia is always. They, of course, the Russian Federation, Southern under Putin has had. I think. They've changed it. They've changed it, but they've always had mandatory service. You thought if you're above the age of eighteen and you're able-bodied man, I don't know if they include it for females, but of course the females can join. Of course, you know Russia's had quite a history of hiring women, at least since the Soviet Union um, was founded. They had a history of hiring females, of course, because of communism. You know they had feminism in the Soviet Union too. Um, but not to the extent that we have it over here in America, which is, is really bad. Um, but, yes, if you're a male and you're above the age of 18, you're able-bodied man in Russia, yes, you do get drafted. You have to do mandatory service. Uh, unless you're going to college. 
or you're not fit to get into the military, which is not a very big issue in Russia, unlike in America where less than 20% of the population can enlist in the army because of one, obesity, or two, you've got, you've been drinking and you've been doing drugs, or three, you've got a criminal record, um, and then of course, number one issue, you know, obesity, um, and, you know, that's a problem, that's a, that's a huge problem with men and women, by the way, and then of course, our military is focusing on LGBT stuff and, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which includes the LGBT mess, and so we're focusing on all of this, and then of course, um, we have like less than 20% of the population. I'm, I think it might even be less than that around less than 10% of our population, um, is eligible to join the military and, and, and most of the country doesn't want to join the army because they're um, afraid or they don't have, they don't even have pride in the country. They hate the country that they live in. You know what they always say, guys, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Exactly. You know, that's why Ilhan, that's why Ilhan Omar is about to get kicked off with the House Committee. That's why she's about to get kicked out of Congress by Kevin McCarthy. And then the, so Kevin McCarthy is pretty much about to give the, the whole squad the boot and get him out of Congress for good. And I would love to see that because I'd love to see the looks on the progressives' faces when they get booted out of Congress finally. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. That would be an epic line for McCarthy to say to these women when he finally um, exonerates them from Congress and gets and gets them out. Would love to see that. Pretty much getting pretty, pretty. It's crazy. I just cannot wait to see that. It's going to be a spectacle to behold. And the me, the media, they're going to have a nuclear meltdown once if, if Elon Omar. Um, and Rashi, Rashadi Tlaib and AOC get kicked out of Congress by Kevin McCarthy and the new Republican administration. They're like, this is fascism on full display. And all this, they're going to scream. They're going to be screaming fascism. And, you know, this is Trumpism on full display. This is what happens when fascism infiltrates Congress. They're going to be like, we officially have a fascist Congress. And so they're going to be screaming, this is our Reichstag moment. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, do they even know what fascism even means? Of course, they scream the same thing. They scream at us, you don't know what communism is. You don't know what socialism is because you've never tried it. It's like, uh, we don't want to try it. You know, I just can't wait to see that. But yeah, but yeah the, the media has been freaking out over Trump getting reinstated on Twitter. Um, and it's been quite a sight to behold. I love watching the libs going nuts. Oh, and just wow. And there's, and of course the shooting at the nightclub, I'll get back to that right now. Uh, the shooting at the nightclub was awful. About five people were killed, um, and uh, quite a few injured. Uh, hats off to the guy who, um, who took, who, who disarmed the shooter. Hats off to the military veteran who took him out. Um, it was quite intense, and for a while, uh, the media, um, uh, of course, before I say anything, may have made those folks rest in peace, it's awful that they, that they got shot and killed, they were murdered, I'm just gonna make that clear, they were murdered by this, the individual, now, you're gonna be shocked when you hear this, and the media was shocked too, believe it or not, they, I'm surprised they even covered it, um, 
and told you the truth actually about what happened. And so the court documents from the killer um, of these folks at, the, at, the, at this nightclub, at this gay club, at this gay club, um, the page, the guy who actually shot these individuals at the nightclub um, was actually a non-binary guy, what they then pronouns. So it's ironic that these LGBTQ individuals at this gay club, they were shot up by a non-binary guy who doesn't identify as a man or a woman, but identifies as uh, as a they as a they them uses they them pronouns and doesn't identify with any gender and is so called non-binary. So the people people like this, the left tries to defend and say they are repressed in society. They you know and all this that and the third, and they keep saying that they're minorities and that they that they're always getting oppressed. They always have things, roadblocks in their way. And now you have a situation like this where you have an LGBTQ person. Now, I'm not saying that they're prone to commit violence. Anyone can do this, whether you be black, white, Hispanic, gay, lesbian, trans, whatever you are. You can still, you still have the capacity to do these things. And I'm surprised the libs didn't cover it up. They did cover it up for a little while, but now they got these court documents, and they didn't even attempt to dodge the documents. They actually went out and looked at the documents, showed you showed you guys this, and it was funny to watch CBS. Actually, no, I'm sorry, it was CNN. Um, actually pulled this up, pulled up the documents, and were shocked when they said when they found out that this older guy, um, his on his documents, it had uh, it didn't have Mister or Mrs. It had MX and MX Aldrich. So those that was what replaced Mr. and Mrs. on there. Um, when this guy is clear, he's clearly a man. Obviously, he's an he is actually a dude, and he uses they them pronouns, and it actually has his pronouns listed on court documents. And CNN of all people actually brought this up. I wouldn't be surprised if Fox News brought it up, but. CNN did it, the left-wing outlet, the infamous left-wing outlet that pushed the Russiagate hoax. And then the whole thing with the whole Zelensky scandal in 2019, and then the January 6th crap, um, and all this. And so, and this is, and now they're bringing this up right after CBS admits that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Now they're coming out with the whole nightclub thing where you had, for like a couple of hours, you had people, you know, of course, mourning. Because it's sad that these people died. And then they were freaking out saying, Oh, Fox News, Tucker Carlson um, had these people killed because of anti-LGBT rhetoric, because of transphobia and all this. And then comes to find out, ironically, a LGBT guy shot up all these LGBT folks at this nightclub. And so now you got double standards. Now the media is just... You know, got crickets from the media, and they're and then they finally confront the issue that, and they find the hard truth that this guy was LGBT. This guy's non-binary, and he shot up the whole nightclub full of LGBT folks just like him. And he goes in here and shoots up this club because he wants to. And now the media they read the facts to you, and instead of covering it up, which I'm shocked they didn't cover it up, but they. The looks on the media, on CNN's face, on the, the commentators' faces when they brought it up, it's like 
it's like they didn't even believe, it's like they can't believe any of this. And it's not a look of shock. They had a look of annoyance on their face because they're annoyed because the whole scenario doesn't fit their narrative. It fit, it fit the narrative until they got confronted with these documents from the court that confirmed the identity of the guy. And now they are confronted with the fact that this guy is non-binary and that this guy is not a straight white man and this guy is rather a non-binary white guy who is not a Trump supporter. So it doesn't, or a conservative, and therefore it does not fit their narrative. And they're probably, and you can see the look on their face. The look kind of tells you their body language. It kind of tells you, why am I covering this story? Because it doesn't fit the narrative of my company. And because you, you can tell, the, they have a look of very bad bias on their faces when they're covering the story. Their body language is like, I'm not interested in talking about this. You know, because even though it's a sad story, but they don't want to cover it because it doesn't fit the narrative. You know, just like, you know, just like the whole uh, New York City uh, sub the subway shooter a few months ago over the summer. Um, where you had a black supremacist actually went out and shot up a subway. And the media didn't want to speak about it that much. They, they barely talked about it at all. They didn't talk about any of his YouTube posts or anything. His YouTube rants about murdering white people and all this stuff. And, you know, having fantasies about murdering Trump. And all this stuff, and they and they didn't talk about any of this because they didn't want to blame him because he wasn't a white guy, and the, and then he had black supremacist views, just like Louis Farrakhan uh, with the Nation of Islam. You know, they didn't want to talk about this guy at all. They didn't speak about him, and so I went on ahead and watched Fox News and what had them, you know, laugh when they made fun of him for being obese and you know saying, "Oh, I bet you the jumpsuit won't they won't even fit him." Yeah, and so the media didn't want to talk about it, and just like right here, which it's a shocker that they even talked about it, because I thought they would have skipped over it and said, oh, well, this white guy, uh, this straight dude just shot up a nightclub, I thought they would have stuck with the script, but they didn't, they changed up the script a bit, and they, they went with the facts, I'm surprised, I guess you could say kudos to them, I guess, for CNN, for actually telling the truth, but the way they told the truth and the looks on their faces was kind of telling, you know, that they didn't care about talking about the facts. They wanted to tell, they want to lie to you, but now they've got court documents sitting in front of their faces that are telling the obvious truth that this guy was a member of this nightclub, that this guy's a patron, and he shot up, he shot up a nightclub that he likes to visit, and this guy is non-binary. Ta-da! And then... We just and then just today, not long after UVA, we had another shooting. And this time at the Walmart in Chesapeake. And uh, come to find out, the shooter was actually the manager of the Walmart. Wow, I mean, the, yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. And apparently, the I think I actually have the story pulled up somewhere. Uh, the shooter, the the shooter at the Walmart, actually uh, had a record. Yeah, the Walmart massacre in Chesapeake, in Virginia, in my state. Uh, Virginia police released timeline of Walmart rampage trying to determine the motive of the gunman, um, Andre Bing, who apparently was uh, the owner. Oh, and then there's Governor Glenn Youngkin um, talk, talk, talking about this shoot, this awful shooting. 
Authorities in Chesapeake, Virginia on Wednesday released an image of the suspected shooter. They say gunned down six people inside the Walmart where he was employed and injured several more in a deadly rampage. Authorities have identified the gunman as 31-year-old Andre Bing. Walmart previously told Fox News Digital that Bing was an overnight team Led, um, led, and he's been deployed with us since 2010. He's been employed with us since 2010. Chesapeake police responded to the Walmart shoot, shooting on Tuesday night. Um, the mid reports of an active shooter just before 10:15 p.m. Once inside, officers began evacuating the big box store. At least 50 people were believed to be inside. Three people, including Bing, were found dead in an employee break room. Another was found dead near the front of the store. Three other victims were taken to the hospital where they later died. In total, six people were killed and several others were wounded. Uh, employee employee uh, Brianna, Tyler, um, said, Brianna Tyler said the overnight stocking team of about 15 to 20 people had just gathered in the break room to go over the morning plan when the shots, when shots rang out. So pretty much right at the end of the shift uh, and then planning for the next day. She said the meeting was about to start and her team's Leader said, all right, guys, we have a light a light night ahead of us. Warner manager turned around and opened fire on the staff. Oh, wow. He was just shooting uh, all throughout the room. and she, It didn't matter who he hit. He didn't say anything. He didn't look at anybody in any specific type of way. A witness told um, also told uh, Wavy that she heard uh, the suspect laughing at one point and that she believed the shooting was planned. Investigators believe Bing was armed with one handgun and multiple had and had multiple magazines. He was not wearing any type of, of armor or a ballistic vest. The authorities said Bing is believed to have died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, so he killed himself. The Chesapeake uh, Police uh, SWAT team searched Bing's home with assistance from the Virginia State Police. Investigators have said have not said if anything of significance was found. Investigators are actively working to learn more about the suspect's background and what uh, may have motivated the shooting, authorities said Wednesday in a news release. The Walmart store was expected to remain closed for several days as investigators processed the crime scene. The company said it, it, has, it has set up an associate resource center for employees and their family members to offer counseling, meals, and other sort of services. Um... My heart breaks. My heart hurts for our associates in the Chesapeake community who have lost or injured loved ones. Walmart president and his CEO, um, Doug Doug McMillan, wrote, wrote on his LinkedIn page, "We are here for them today, and in the challenging days ahead, they will have our support. We appreciate all of our assist our associates, first responders, and local officials who are already on the site helping offer offers helping offering support as we work together to navigate this tragedy." So, and, this, and we just had the UVA shooting not long ago, and now we have this, not even really eight days later. I mean, this is ridiculous, quite frankly. But, of course, as usual, you already have the Democrats trying to politicize the issue, um, saying that we need to ban AR-15s and, and whatnot. We need gun, common sense gun laws. Now, common sense gun laws does make sense, but again, I've got my Second Amendment rights right here. Um, but... I mean, it's quite ridiculous. Now, my now what I always say about issues like this um, is people are not taught to have any morals. People don't have any moral compasses anymore. They've thrown them away. And then on top of that, you've got 
bad security standards. You've got people who walk in and out of stores, and these days you go into a store and you steal about nine hundred fifty dollars worth of, um, worth worth of merchandise. You don't get it, you know, in a big liberal city like Richmond. You walk in there and just walk into a jewelry store and you steal maybe five hundred dollars worth of jewelry, and you don't, and you get away with it, and then you get arrested finally, and then the cops slap you on the wrist and they let, you, and then the judge slaps you on the wrist and lets you go. The revolving door of justice strikes again, and then you've got people like this. This Walmart man, this manager, who had a criminal record, I think, um, I think so, I'm not sure, actually no, I'm sorry, I got that wrong, he doesn't have a criminal record, but you got most folks, most of these shooters have a history of either mental illness, or they have a record of being active criminals, and they get arrested, um, and then they get thrown in jail, uh, for a few days, sometimes hours, depends on where you're at, and then you get, you go into the courtroom, and then some of them give you, and then these liberal prosecutors, some of them, will, and progressives, they'll slap you on the wrist, and say, alright, we'll let you go, we'll let you go on a, on a small bond, we'll let you go on a small bail, we'll post small bail for you, and then someone pays the bail, and lets them go, and, you know, they're not, they're not, sometimes they're on supervised release, but most of the time, they just let them go. And then they're out on the streets in no time. And they keep committing these shootings. And murders. And even rape. You know, it's a, it's an issue. And sometimes, some, every now and then you got an illegal immigrant or two that might do this. But a lot of times, it's a U.S. citizen. It's quite scary. Um, and do, But my concern is, do you really think that the criminals care about the gun laws in America? Do, do you really think criminals care? No, of course not. They've got a huge, if, if they, let's just say that we went the way of Australia and we banned all guns, all guns are to be confiscated by X, Y date at X, Y time. And we went the way of Australia and we did, so we did that. What's going to happen with the black market? It's going to explode. Our market's going to be huge. The black market's going to blow up. And the criminals are going to be flourishing. Because, and they're going to have tons of cash. It's going to be like prohibition. It's going to be it'll be chaotic. Unlike anything they've ever seen. Um, it's, it's crazy. Now, I don't hear... Uh, no, the thing is, though, I don't hear a lot of shootings out of Australia. But my problem is is after they ban gun, if they ban all firearms, what's going to happen next? Are they going to ban knives too? Because if you take away one method of murder, there's going to be something else that's going to suffice. A knife. Or maybe just like uh, Cain kills Brother Abel with his own head, with, with a stone. We're going to ban rocks? I mean, come on, guys. We've got killers that'll, act, that'll go out there and bust you up with their own fist. You know, so what are we gonna do? Because you, 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 there's, there's no shortage of violent people at all. There's no shortage of people who want to be violent and murder people and hurt their fellow human beings. There's no shortage of these kind of people. And with taking God out of our schools or taking our religious figures and not even teaching about religion in our schools anymore, you know, saying that it's all a bad thing that the Christians who came over to America uh, during the age of discovery were evil and racist. And that they, they made a mistake by bringing God over here. You know, and then you got folks out here who 
take take God out of our schools and take out pride of our country and take our country and, and call it racist. Say that uh, America is only deserving of t- being taken down and slandered. You know, and you create you create circumstances where you've got people who don't have any regard for human life. You've got folks who don't have any moral compasses anymore. They can't tell right from wrong. And they have no morals. You've got, and then you like, you've got this one, uh, this one girl who, uh, whose father was a, uh, a business magnate. Uh, he died of cancer. And this, this is her own father. So the whole family's white except for the daughter. She's biracial. So, and she goes to an Ivy League school, grew up in this, she grew up like the, the sweet, uh, like a princess in a mansion. And like a, and she, the mansion was about, I think it was worth about $20 million. A big mansion. And her father owned it. And her father raised her and sent her to an I And then she's a 19 year old girl now. And she goes to an Ivy League school. And of course, as you know, she got brainwashed over there. And she's all in. And, and she's even a self described black supremacist. And she hates white people. And she, her father died, and she's at the funeral, and she gives a speech, blasting her. My father, I hate, you know, you are, you are a racist, misogynistic, white, cis, match, cis, Trump-loving man. And blasts her and says, I am willing to make sure that all the money I get from you is going to go towards making this world a better place. I vow on this. And she walks off stage. You know, at that point, she should have been dragged off the stage for, at the moment, she started slandering her dead father on the stage. That's, I think that was disgusting, and I think this is that's what's wrong with my generation, and I cannot stand it. I I see too much of this. Okay, I really do. There's not many folks like me who I I would if my father was even if my father was a Democrat, which I, he's not, but even if my father was a Democrat or my grandpa, God forbid, if he was, I wouldn't slander him on the stage for his funeral. I wouldn't do that. I would take great care to make sure that he's honored. It, I think it's disgusting for people to slander their families because of their political beliefs or anything like that. And you got disgusting people like this girl who is who has every little bit of privilege at the tips of her fingernails with technology and all. But anyway, that's all I got to say for this episode because I'm about to run out of time here because I'm only allowed to record for 60 minutes on this app. Um, anyway, that's all I have here at the Wee Day Bugle. Anyway, y'all have a great night. I might come back on tomorrow, maybe. I uh, got Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow at my grandparents' house. Um, anyway, God, um, God bless y'all and God bless America. And y'all have a great evening.